Hello, hello, and welcome again to another of my podcast episodes. You're now tuned in to WDGS 333 on this fabulous Sunday morning, and it is bright and early, early, early. And I tell you truly, I thank God, I thank God, I thank God. I thank God. Oh, God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for all the provisions of this day. I thank you for the ways you made out of no way. I thank you for strengthening me. I thank you for keeping my mind stayed on you. I thank you. I thank you for all that you have done. That you did not have to do, but you did. How many of you know that? That whatever God has graced and blessed you to have this day, (laughs) he didn't have to do it, but he did. And because of that, that's a reason to always be thankful. You know, God is such an awesome God. And whatever situation and whatever situation and whatever situation or circumstance we find ourselves and we can acknowledge we are in existence. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. Because some people, they are here among us, but they don't even know they're in existence. Their mind can even cannot compute that they are among us. They are living, but they don't even recognize they are alive. See, some people like to say, you know, some people are not here. That's true. But some people are here. And they don't even recognize they're here. They don't even recognize they are among the living. How sad is that? Because their mind does not compute the reality. All they know, they just exist and they're here. But they don't even recognize that. Oh my God. I hope somebody got that. How many of you know the Bible talks about that? And I'm going to go into uh, part three of this, you know. Don't let people guilt you from your goals and your gifts. But there are some people who have reached a mental position that their mind can tell them things that are not. You know, one thing I've always give God thanks for is my right mind. Is my right mind because I believe as long as we all have a right mind, we have the ability to change things in our lives. We have the ability to change things in our lives. We have the ability to think of what we can do. We have the ability to know consciously how to pursue doing these things. This is why it's such a blessing 
to pray and embrace, you have your right man, your real man. And if you don't ask for that, some people have a mind, but they 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 mind in somebody else's life, in somebody else's house. They're consuming their thoughts, trying to think about what's going on over here, what's going on over there. What's going on in her house? What's going on with her, with him, with them, in their church? Oh, I hope somebody got that. How are you consuming your thought process and your time? Are you too busy, busy body about somebody else's business? And I want to tie that right on into today's message. We're still in the book of Genesis, uh, covering between chapter 37 and 50. And I want to bring back to you, see, Joseph, Joseph, although he was a dreamer, but Joseph didn't just dream dreams, he interpreted dreams. And and Joseph went through several not-so-good stages in his life on his journey. But even in all of those stages, God always graced him with favor. Favor and mercy. And see, Joseph was, you know, he was hated because by his siblings, his brothers, because they felt his dad loved. And the Bible say that uh, his daddy loved him more than his other children. So that made the other children hate, despise, and and, and reject him. And they took him and they, just a little recap, they threw him in the pit in case somebody didn't go back to part one and two. And somebody came along and got him out the pit and they sold him into slavery. And when he was sold into slavery, he was sold to a man named Potiphar. And Potiphar, um, he was a very wealthy man. He had many possessions. And he had many possessions in his domain. And, and but anyway, Potiphar left town and he left, he elevated. He elevated Joseph over everything. And then Joseph's wife came against him and tried to seduce him to lay with her. And because that he did not choose to disobey God, this is what the Bible says. He he wanted to obey God. He did not touch her. But she falsely accused him, and he was thrown in prison. And that's why I left off the other day. Now, we're going to continue. When he got to prison, my God, it came to pass that there were two men there, the butler and the baker. Mm. And God had even granted favor to Pharaoh in prison. And he put him in the ward in the house of what's called the captains of the guard. And into this prison where he placed Joseph, Joseph ended up in the in the same cell. You know, the Bible said what was bound. Uh, and the captain of the guard, he charged Joseph with them, with the butler and the baker. Now, the butler and the baker, they came from the palace. Pharaoh had 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 something to occur in the palace and until he made a decision of something that his two he couldn't decide I guess between the two officers which one 
out of the palace were guilty, so he locked both of them up. Oh my God. Sometimes when people need to make a decision and they don't know who wrong, who right, both people just went down. So anywho, uh, these two men, the butler and the baker, they had a dream. And a dream, and drunk the, a dream, both of them, and each man that had his dream in one night, in one night, they had their dreams in one night. So, according to the Bible, each man, according to the interpretation of the dream, the butler and the baker, because, excuse me, they were of the king of Egyptian and they were bound in the prison. And Joseph came to them. Now Joseph came to them because remember he in the cell and he over them uh, he, he the guard over them uh. and Joseph came unto them that morning and he looked upon them and behold they were sad. So I guess when he being the guard over them he went to check on them and, and he looked over them and the Bible said he looked upon them and and, and then he asked them. He asked them. He said, uh, He said, Why are you looking so sad? <laughs> Y'all, bear with me this morning. Keep me in prayer. My mind trying to compute to catch up with me in, in my processing of this information because you know sometimes when you read so much how many I, I let me just jump in here and say when you read so much and you try to retain information and then sometimes you know other things try to infiltrate in what you're trying to reiterate then you have to take a minute and bind that bind that thought bind that spirit bind that distraction that you can come back to the actuality of the moment. So that's what it was. My mind just kind of tried to take a little drift. But anyway, Pharaoh officers, the butler and the baker, they was placed in the prison and then Joseph went to them and Joseph said to them, why y'all looking so sad this morning? And they said to him, because we had these dreams. So apparently the dreams had to be disturbing, but they dreamed the dream and they told Joseph and, uh, and there's no interpreter. See, I, I need people to understand. Even the Bible said that there are going to be people with gifts that dream dream. And dreams are very significant in the spirit realm when it comes down to a person that's operating. Now, hear me now. Operating under the calling and anointing of the gifts of the spirit. Interpretation. Okay, so Joseph, he, the man said unto them, he said, see, see, this is where they missed the mark like a lot of us do. Joseph, they told him, they said, we had these dreams, but there is no interpreter of it. And let me tell you what Joseph said. Check this out now. Check this out. <laughs> Check this out. 
Joseph didn't jump up and say, oh, well, I know. I interpret dreams and I got all these gifts and I can do that. Oh, that's nothing. Oh, that's all you need? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Let me help somebody. Let me help somebody. Let me quote what Joseph told them. See, he didn't start patting himself on the back, although he knew he had the ability to interpret dreams, but he still recognized his ability was not of his own. Oh, I hope somebody got that. His ability was not of his own. That's why oftentimes when people say things to me, I, I'm not big on, 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 on embracing compliments. Not to say that, you know, people shouldn't compliment one another. But, I mean, the Bible says it's better for us to, to prophesy. But at the same time, when you prophesizing to people, I mean, I, I don't get it sometimes. People, they always looking for recognition. They looking for recognition. And see, now, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. And saying this, we all, I believe, are here for a divine purpose because we are all predestined. So I must believe that if we are predestined and God foreknew us, he brought us here for a purpose. And I believe that purpose is simply to give and receive. Simple. To give, receive, and love. To give what? To give love. To give kindness, to give meekness, to give gentleness, to give money. To receive. The only purpose I believe we are here is so God can exhibit through our fleshly bodies himself. His light can shine through us. And that's why when people get right ugly, when they act out, when they come revengeful, when they come mean, when they come spiteful, you don't recognize what you're doing, people. You're hindering God's light that's supposed to shine through your life. Oh, I hope somebody got that. It's all about caring and sharing and sharing and caring because everything down here on this planet earth is merely temporary i don't understand why you will never own your house to take with you you will never own your cars to take with you you will never own your very life to to extend it i don't care how much exercising you do all that stuff is good to have and possess my god but it's not eternal And I think a lot of time people miss that. Because if we really grasp the reality, none of that stuff is eternal. Don't get the big head. Who gives a rat tail? You got it. Embrace it. Enjoy it. That's a blessing. And some people, especially me, it ain't even, it's not that serious. Let me tell you something. I've been going through some problems. And I'm going to get back to the story right quick with my car for the last now going on two months. And at first, when it first started occurring, you know, it started kind of, it, it, it kind of handicapped me from going where if I chose to go. And it, and it started gradually. You know, I could tell some months and months ago, really a year almost ago. And, and, and what happened in 2017, I paid for an alternator. I took my car to the dealership where I brought it from. Just hang with me right quick. When I ended up after... I had to write a letter and Google who the owner 
Who's the owner of this dealership? I had to write a letter. I gave them dates, amounts, step-by-step recall letter of all that I had gone through. And by this time, I had exhausted a little over three grand. But my car still had the same problem. Now, you know, so I'm really vexed about that. I'm highly upset. But, you know, we got to maintain our character. So I sat down and I prayed and I asked God to help me compile this letter because I'm really upset. I, I fear these people done robbed me. They robbed me without putting a gun to my head because I still got the same car problems. So after writing the letter, this lady contacted me and she said, okay, I'm going to deal with you, I'm going to deal with you, and we're going to get this problem straight, bring your car back. Okay, I bring my car back. Now, instead of them saying, okay, we done corrected the problem after charging you all this money, she come up with another charge. She said, okay, well, that wasn't it. It really was your alternator. Okay, but I told her then, and I'm still crying the same. If it was my alternator, why not fix that first? When I had the money to pay that money, but instead of diagnosing all this other stuff, and what I say, and tying up other stuff in your car, just to try to get some extra money out of people. See, that to me is a crime. It's a crime and a shame. It really is. It's a crime and a shame. You're taking advantage of people and their needs. And that's not right. That's not right in no kind of shape, form, and fashion. Okay, so anyway, I take my card and this lady in and, and she goes ahead and she and she said, okay, well, it's the alternate. Do you then she asked the question, do you want us to repair it or not? I said, ma'am, I want my car fixed. I bought my car here. This situation started a couple of months ago. We done been back and forth, back and forth. I just want my car operable. So she said, okay, well, we'll go ahead and fix it. Okay, I'm thinking she acts out of courtesy, and then I just picked my car up. You know, she told me they put me in a loaner car all the whole nine yards. I got to tell y'all this, though. After they finished, she said that'll be $1,078. And they put an alternator in it, and, and I got the receipts, and, and 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 I can read them off to you right now. Exactly what it says. They put some little belt thing on there for seventy dollars. Then they charge me. They charge me a hundred and forty dollars to put that little belt thing on. And then they put an alternator on for two hundred and seventy-eight dollars. And the total labor cost was $604. Now, just stay with me right quick. Because as I sat down and I began to talk to God. See, I talked to God about crooked people. I said, God, you know what? That's a show enough crime. That's a crime. That's a crime. They stole my money. And I'm going to tell you why I say that. When they put that alternator in, number one, I had I bought that car 12 years ago, brand new. I always took my car to the dealership because the dealership should place original parts or as close to original parts on your car. If I wanted some jacked up parts from anywhere else, then I went somewhere else to get my car repaired. But I took it to the dealership because the dealership usually gonna put the part back in your car that came out. 
why I didn't say much and much about a $300 alternator. But I'm going to tell you where the crime and the robbery come in. Exactly 11 months from the date they did this work. I happened to have to go to the eye doctor. And I went to the eye doctor. And while I'm at the eye doctor, um, my car started cutting off. Like I get in and I crank it in. It, it, it take a few times to crank it for it to, to turn over. Then I stopped by this place, Old Time Country Buffet, and then it did the same thing. And I said, but you know what? I said, so God said to me, he said, you right down the street from the dealership. So you might better, because at this time I'm living in Jones County, you might better go by the dealership and tell them to look at your car because you got to keep cranking it for it to crank up. So I did. And when I did, the lady said this to me. When I went in there, she pulled my information up. She said, oh, yes, ma'am. She said, unfortunately, this is the first thing she said. She said, unfortunately, I see where we put the alternator in last year. She said, well, unfortunately, she said, we can't replace it because, she said, you got to use alternator. And I asked her right then. I, she, she kept trying to keep that. I said, hold up, hold up. Stop, 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 stop. Stop. Can you please stop right now? Can you put a pin right? Let me get an understanding. See, don't don't keep talking too fast. Well, I, sometimes you got to stop people to make sure you heard what you heard. I said, did you say y'all put a used alternator in my car? And then she like she like she got quiet, like she had to think, cause she kept tried to talk over me. I said, ma'am, I know good time well, and I said it just like this. Y'all did not charge me $1,070 to put a used alternator in my car. I didn't know y'all didn't charge me that much money now to put no used alternator in my car. Because, see, I had already Googled the price of alternators. I don't know why these folks think people so slow. We all got our babies can Google stuff now. Come on, people. We can Google parts now. This ain't back 20 years and 30 years ago. We can Google parts. We can even Google what's the average labor. So that's why I say it's a crime and a shame. They robbed me. You charge me that much money to put a used alternator in my car. But this is what she said. She said, oh, don't worry about it. We're we going to take care of you. We're going to take care of you. And we're going to give you a car to, 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 to ride in, to go home today. And we just uh, keep your car and take care of it. Now we up to this year. My car started doing the same thing two months ago. I called the lady. The lady said, it's that lady gone who I dealt with last year. But anyway, another lady there. And she said, well, oh, you can take it to any dealership as long as you got the paperwork. So I said, okay, cool. I'm taking it to the dealership where I, in the city I live now. They get ready to look up the part number. And they said, no, 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 no. This part came from O'Reilly's. So they swapped out. Now, first of all, listen to me. I'm going to have to let this out. The first time they put one in there, it lasts from 2017 to 2018. It lasts 11 months. The second time they put one in there, which was last summer, it lasts one year. But the lady said it has a two-year warranty, so it's changing. But then I go to the dealership to talk to them here. 
And I talked to the man and he said, no, 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 that's the O'Reilly's part. So we can't honor that. He said we could have honored it if it was a, a Ford dealership part. And that way we can get an exchange for it. So I'm thinking all this time from what I paid, 278 and 79 right at $300 for an alternator and you gave me what he called an off-market merchandise? See, first of all, I can't believe they did that to me. Then you charged me this asinine amount of labor and my car, this been going on off and on now for two months and it still is not repaired. Even though they say it's a two-year part, but I'm I'm about paranoid. What they gonna do when they get it? Oh my God! I got too far off. I had to just let. I, Cause sometimes you know it amazes me when people mistreat people. You know, and I guess with me thinking about Joseph and how Joseph was mistreated. But anyway, the men that had this dream, let me get back to the story. And I see now I'm going to have to run into another part because I don't want to hold y'all too long. But anyway, the butler and the baker, he interpreted their dreams. But this is where I got off track because I was going to tell you what Joseph said to them. He said to them this right here. He said, do not interpretations belong to God. That's a good question. Do not interpretations belong to God. See, it's too many people that seeking God's glory. And that's why, that's how I got off track. Because I was going to say about my heart, you know, I couldn't figure it out. And God said, I just need you to be still in this season. So, you know what? He let my car some days, it'll run me from here to the corner store. And then I want to go other places. And I want to go a little further. And I want to go to different things. People invite me. But I'm going to tell you something. I had to make peace with the position of my car. Because my car is positioning me. I hope somebody got that. We should not just fall out about everything that don't seem to go our way when we want it to go our way. That's what I'm saying. So the chief butler told his dream to Joseph. And he said to him in his dream that, Behold, a vine was before me. And in the vine, there were three branches. And it was it was thought it was going to bud. And her blossom set forth. And the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand. And I took the grapes. And I pressed them into Pharaoh's cup. And I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said unto him, this is the interpretation. See, Joseph didn't take no credit. He let him know before he even started. He, God interpretates, okay? But he told him what God. He said, so he said, three days. He said, the three branches are three days. And in three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head and restore thee unto thy place. And thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand. And after the former manner, which thou was his butler. But think on me, he asked him. Think on me. When it shall be well with thee, and show kindness, I pray thee unto me. And make mention of me unto Pharaoh, and bring me out of this prison. For indeed I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews. And here also have I found nothing 
that they should put me into the dungeon. See, he knew he'd been slow, sold, enslaved, and all this, and put in the dungeon. For he ain't did nothing against these people, but told them a dream. How messed up is that? Somebody that cruel to take a person through all them changes just because they don't like them. That they ain't did nothing wrong to them. Mm. Mm. When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said unto Joseph, I also was in my dream, and behold, I had three white baskets on my head, and it was the up, up, uppermost basket. There was of all manner of the baked meat for Pharaoh, and the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. And Joseph answered and said, This is the interpretation thereof. The three baskets are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up his head from off thee, and shall hang thee on a tree, and the birds shall eat thy flesh from off thee. And it came to pass the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast unto all his servants, and he lifted up the head of the chief butler, and of the chief baker among the servants. And he restored the chief butler unto his butlership again. And he gave the cup unto Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to them. Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph but forgot him. Mm. And it came to pass at the end of two full years. (laughs) Oh my God. See, that's why we can't get all beside ourselves. Sometimes you can do something for somebody. It's okay. You might think they gonna remember you, but he ain't remember him when he thought he would. But this is the most important thing when the favor of God and the hand of God is on your life. Joseph went on about his business. He asked him not to forget him, but the man forgot him anyway. But two years later, two full years, the Bible said, Pharaoh had a dream. And see, when Pharaoh had his dream, that's when Joseph was remembered. Because Pharaoh could not find an interpreter. And that the chief baker that was in the prison, in the dungeon with Pharaoh, he remembered Pharaoh after I mean he remembered Joseph after Pharaoh had threatened if we can't find somebody to interpret this dream he was going to start killing some people because he really wanted that dream interpreted oh my god so mm, and at that point and it came to pass That as they sent for Joseph, Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dream. And in Pharaoh's dream, Joseph really became instrumental throughout the entire region. That's why I say to people, when God's hand is in it, we don't have to wrestle with people. You know, right now in my life, I am so content 
and I may have two dollars to my name. And I don't have no shame. <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you about me. I've never been a person big on shame, perpetrating, fronting, and all that stuff. Yeah, I have days when I tell you I have had to count me some pennies. That's all right though. Cause you know what? It don't take all that for me like it used to. See, it used to take a lot for me. But it don't take all that. So I'm gonna I'm do another part when we're gonna get into how Pharaoh truly got blessed. And became a blessing. And that's where we need to understand. When we hold our peace and let God fight our battles, we become blessed. You know what? I'm better than blessed. And I promise you I might have 2 or $3, if that much. But I'm better than blessed because I don't need anything. I don't have no immediate need. It's all about people. We're living in this world to share and receive. We cannot take this stuff with us. Only thing I have a desire for is is another car. It don't even have to be brand new. But I just still desire another car. So, if I don't get one, then I have to move accordingly. But I'm not fretting about it. But I have all my basic necessities. See, you understand? I, I, I live and I'm at a peace and contentment. Because it's nothing. I, and let me tell you, I, I have books on Amazon. I have my podcast. Sometimes I go on Facebook. Sometimes I don't. And I'm going to tell you why. I don't need to push nothing when it comes to God. See, I'm not a pusher. I want whatever somebody do, they do it freely. When people are pulling, you know, the only thing I I, I believe that that we should do is push ourselves into better places in God. That's the only pushing I do. I push to be in a better place with God. You know, I have learned how to really content myself. Because it's three things that's always a constant in my life. I'm always learning of God. I'm taking the yoke and learning of God. That's one thing. The second thing, in all things, I give thanks. That's a constant in my life. And a third thing is I pray without ceasing. I'm always talking to God, off and on through it. Those are three things that are constant throughout my day. And whatever I can do outside of that, I'm just like with Joseph. I got to trust God because he's the interpreter. He interprets my whole life. I don't need to fall out with somebody. I don't need to push and persuade somebody. Only purpose I'm here, people. Let me just clear this because I did a little podcast last night and I need to say this. I am here to enlighten. I am here to release. And whatever comes to be from that, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. See, releasing is just like giving. But everybody got a free will choice of what they choose to embrace. That's why I don't need to beat my head. I'm not looking for numbers. I'm, I'm not trying to promote nothing but God. Now, don't get me wrong, people who are promoting products and services, 
God blessings upon you. And I know people doing this because they have different goals and visions. They want to be of a blessing to other people. And that's a beautiful thing. And I want to be a blessing to other people. But my platform is not the same way of of communicating a change in people's lives. I don't need to push money out nobody's pocket. Because I'm one of them people, whatever I give, I give it freely. Now, Amazon may charge for them books. But if I could get them printed and they can give them to me, I give them away. Because I don't I don't have a I don't have a need for nothing. My life is at peace on a minute scale. I'm almost three scores, and I'm gonna tell you, I can eat I can eat me a ham sandwich for breakfast with some chips and be just a happy with a cup of tea. And I can sit here and commune with God all day and be happy. So it doesn't, we have to, we have to get to a place, people, to tap in that what is it that benefits you? See, it doesn't benefit me to run all over the world anymore. I I, I don't put in my time, got my t-shirt, and I'm not, I'm not in my feelings because other people do it. Because see, my mind be thinking, honey, let me tell you, I ain't trying to run around and make my body tired. (laughs) You know? I'm not trying to entertain and intertangle and intertwine with all them spirits. But for whoever do it, God bless them. And I pray I intercede for people. God bless them. Give them safe travels. Meet their provisions in their travels and coming and going. If all this stuff is something that you choose to embrace, do that. Because we only have one life to get it done. All I'm saying is just don't take all that for our freedom no more. But do you. Do you. And do it with joy. Not with competition and bitterness. Do it with the joy of the Lord. And not just so you can harbor and flex and front. But that you can be a blessing. That you can share your blessings to be a blessing to somebody else. Because remember this people. Everything in this world. Is a loner. That building, that bank, because it can all come crumbling down. And if it don't come crumbling down, if it still be standing in a thousand years, guess what? It won't see the same people to travel through it. The building may be there, but the people will probably be gone. Everything in this world is never permanent. Everything is subject Everything is subject to fall or fold. It's all in the hands and the will of God. That's why I don't understand why people get so competitive and so envious, so jealous. It's not ours, honey. You can't take it with you. You can only use it while you live in. Amen. So I don't need to flex and flaunt. I do me. And I do however I do me. I like what I do when I do me. And we all have creative ideas in some way. But I just like the authenticity of who I am. So I've never been a person that's bothered by somebody else. How they tick tock and roll on their clock. 
I like my uniqueness of authenticity. That's the realness of who I am. Whether I got short hair, weave hair, it, it, it see all that stuff. It doesn't define my inner man, and it never have. People, I've always been talked about in a negative way. And I've always carried a certain amount of perplexity with people. That's because I never march by the beat of other people drawn. I don't have to move because somebody want me to move. And see, people didn't like me for that. Because then they would say, oh, you can't tell her nothing. Yes, you can. But you can't tell me how to run my TikTok seconds and minutes. That God gave me. See, it, it, people, let me just say this, and I'm gonna let this podcast go. When I was a little bitty, itty, itty bitty girl, it's something that I learned. When I started learning about Jesus, and I never forget it was in church, and it was around Easter and the crucifixion. And it's something that was read out the Bible, and Jesus said, No man taketh my life, but I lay it down. And I couldn't understand all the way what that meant. But I knew something significant as this God allowed his mind to say, I lay my life down. No man taketh, I lay it down. And that became very instrumental in my mind to remember. People don't give us life. We are birthed through the channel of people, but life is given by God. That's why I was scared to have an abortion. Because I said, Lord, if you don't want this life in me, you know, you know, you in control. It'll come forth or it won't. And so I I, I became one of those type of persons that people didn't understand because I don't have to do what you think or feel I should do. You're not in my body. That's a controlling spirit. And because people could not control me, oh, help me today, God. That made them not like me. (laughs) That's something, ain't it now? With the book, with the story of Joseph, where people could not control me, they can make me do and come and go how they want me to do and come and go. That means they didn't like me, they didn't like me because they couldn't control me, and that was my husband's too. I'm just saying, a lot of people done fell out with me because I wanted God to control me. And whatever choices and decisions I made, I knew if it was right or wrong, I got the answer to God for that. And God gave me that free will liberty. He did that. Not just for me, but for all of us. For all of us. That's why when people, if they want to come in my life and leave, I'm okay with that. I'm not mad at that. Your free will choice. God gave you them breaths in your life. And how dare me to try to control your life to make you think, honey, when a man ready to go, or I'm ready for them to go, take all your stuff too. (laughs) I don't need you to leave nothing to have an excuse. You sure you want to go, go, boo. And if it's time for you to go, go, boo. And I ain't mad at you. Do you? 
I'm not trying to control nobody. But the only thing I've learned over the life, even with me having this, this, this secure stand, and I need to say this to people, be careful and mindful. When you take your stand, you better know you believe in it because if you don't, you can make a mess. You can make a mess. Don't get me wrong. I made some consequences. I took some stands and I made decisions and they definitely wasn't the right decision. So whatever wrong decision that I made, I had to eat them consequences. So just know now, when you operate like that in your free will, pardon of your choice, if your choice is not right, your consequences won't be either. Amen? Amen. All right. You all have a beautiful, blessed day in the Lord. And as always, may the blessings of God flow, flow, flow down into your life from heaven. And he meet all of your needs, some of your good wants, of your heart desire. And you delight yourself in him. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health even as your soul prosper. And until the next podcast upload, Peace out.